0: Welcome back to the most must listen to fan podcast in the WWE. Welcome to We Want Tables podcast. Tonight, I am recapping the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Now, I know they're calling them premium live events now, but I'm an old man and I don't like change, so I'm sticking to pay-per-views, okay? Until I'm used to the other, the new saying... Uh, I'm going to keep being old. Um, And it was a fucking awesome pay-per-view. I mean, we had stories progress. We had stories in a holding pattern. We got some new stories. We missed out on a few things. We got a few things. Um, I mean, pretty much uh, at this time of year, as we go towards WrestleMania, we've got what we need. I think the ingredients are in the pot. Let's let WWE... Stir them up and cook us up something awesome. Come April, yeah, well, April one and two, or two and three for us Aussies, uh, I think. Um, but nonetheless, hey, awesome, awesome pay per view. And I think I'll just get straight into it. Let's um, let's recap the whole evening. Um, and you know, first off the bat, we see uh, a really cool opener, which they did for Royal Rumble as well. This time around, uh, Skillet did the the music. And uh, I don't want to make too many, um, you know, comments about, you know, the Vince McMahon time transitioning over now to Triple H running the show. But this is definitely old school, getting these really cool openers to shows and having theme songs for certain shows that are fucking cool. Like, I've definitely been hitting up um, Hardy from Royal Rumble and listening to this Skillet song as well. During workout, so and it's work, it's working awesome. Um, you know, we're greeted by Michael Cole. Uh, he's joined at ringside. They've already brought up the screw job uh, in Montreal. Uh, you know, in their intro, they they come on all guns blazing, and so so do the women. We start with the elimination chamber for the women: Oscar versus Nikki Cross versus Liv Morgan versus Raquel Rodriguez. Natalia and are in there, um, and I got to say, I was fucking petrified that they were going to give Natalia the win because they were they were in Canada. I was scared, but you know what? They didn't pull the trigger on that. We got what we wanted, which was an Oscar win. Um, uh, who else? You know, I'm massive on Raquel Rodriguez at the moment. Really huge fan. I'm loving her work. Um... She seems to be in these bigger matches or she's been getting a prominent uh, position on shows and she's booked pretty strongly. I think um, she had a huge outing at the Royal Rumble. Um, she was booked pretty strongly against uh, Ronda Rousey late last year and I think she did a cracking job in this, in this match as well. Um, the other person that I thought maybe was a chance was Liv Morgan. Although, I think they're still recovering from um, getting her to tap out last year and and the fans aren't ready yet for her to be up the top again. So, uh, to give her a few cool little spots um, in this match was cool as well. But, um, you know, all all women enter. um, We've got Oscar out first. uh, All women did this. They walk up to the fucking thing, the chamber. Um, the fucking thing is not its official name But they walk up to the chamber They all walk around Look around the whole structure They're in awe And then as, as the women enter the pod Each individual woman then has to walk up To, the, to their opponent Look them in the eye Play their gimmick, whatever I, I would have really liked I, I didn't really understand why Carmella had to do this If malla's money, she's too good for everybody Just fucking act like you don't see them just pretend you don't give a fuck. Um, you know, but they, nonetheless, they all do the same gimmick. They all do the same thing. Um, uh, but that's fine. Fucking whatever. They're, they're acting. They're probably shitting themselves, to be honest, that they're going to cop some steel to the face. And uh, some of them do. They actually they, they put on a really, really good show here, uh, the women in this one. Um, and so the the chamber gets locked up. We're good to go. Of course, it's Liv starting things off, um, and Natalia. So I mean, I guess you know Natalia is always the measuring stick for the women. She's forever, um, you know, putting people over, uh, and a really good chance for her to get um, to get a little moment in the ring, yeah, uh, in her home country. So Liv and Natalia go for a little. There's a few two counts here and there, um, and you know, straight away they're off to the steel, and you have to in these matches. It just... Um, show us what the structure can do. That's the, that's the whole point. Um, we then have Raquel Rodriguez come out. Um, and I always forget, like, every year coming straight off the back of the Royal Rumble, you get the countdown. Ten, no. But then I'm waiting for some music to hit, but it's not. It's actually just the fucking pods getting picked out. So... Um, yeah, they got me first time around, but obviously obviously not after that. Um, so, yeah, Raquel comes out. Uh, yeah, she's fighting with Liv. She slams Natalia face-first into the matting, which is pretty cool. Um, and then um, she starts launching four-way slams. She's running. She's doing big boots. She's super, super athletic. I think you can tell right now what I'm two podcasts in, and I've probably spent the most time talking about Raquel Rodriguez. I just think she could... Um, Like, I think she's similar size to Charlotte, if not a little bit bigger, and I think uh, if if the women's division is going to get stronger and stronger, we need more people that can realistically beat Charlotte Flair, uh, Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, etc. So, I think she's one of them. Raquel can do it. She can do it. Um, uh, And then, so, let's continue. Um, Who's out next? I think, was it Nikki Cross? Nikki Cross comes out uh, as slow as ever, um, but she's crazy again. She's weird again. Um, she act actually she acted in the pod really cool. She's I think she was sitting down cross legged. Um, but yep, she uh, she comes out. She's crazy. She does whatever she does. That's fine. Whatever. Whatever. And then uh, yeah, so she. Nikki Cross is climbing the steel, she finally gets her fucking jacket off, she was wearing that, the whole time she jumped out of the pod, it was fucking pissing me off, um, definitely my OCD was triggered, watching her run around with that thing on, but she, so she takes her jacket off finally, or a vest, whatever the fuck it was, um, and really cool, she, uh, she hits a, a massive crossbody off the top of the pod, so... Shouts out, first big bump of the night, the fans pop, Natalia and Liv stumble into the ring, um, Cross sits up, she's laughing, she's waving to the crowd, she's having a good time, the timer counts down again, and this time uh, Carmella now, uh, she comes out, she quickly covers Liv, only gets two, covers Natalia, only gets two, and I love this little gimmick uh, by Carmella yet again. You know, my, you know, maybe her wrestling prowess isn't great. Maybe her moveset isn't great, et cetera, et cetera. But she tells good stories. She keeps us guessing. Um, so, shouts out. Because I think they uh, they really played up to her character in this match. Um, Carmella then starts yelling at Oscar in her pod. Um, and then she shuts herself back out into her pod. And the fans boo, whatever. Um, Cross then turn is... Taunting Carmel Rosso. She then turns to Raquel. Raquel's driving um she drives Nikki Cross through the Well what are they calling it? Plexi. It's not glass anymore. Um but yeah, no, she drives Nikki through the pod. Um and the fans are going fucking ape shit over this too, which was awesome. There was an awesome crowd. Um and Raquel covers cross. For the for the pin, yeah, she gets it. Um, and I, I, on the night, uh, people in the crowd wouldn't have known this, obviously. But uh, yeah, so I don't know what was going on with the coverage, but they fucked that part up, and we didn't really know what was going on. Michael Cole didn't know what was going on. You're obviously taught to look at the to watch the monitor so that you're commenting on what the fans are seeing at home, not what you can see from the side. And yeah, so that was a big fuck up. It sucked a lot. Um, so, uh Raquel then climbs back into the ring. She cops a code breaker. Um, Liv is then crawling the cage, leaving Natalia and Raquel to go at it in the middle. Um, they they're fighting over to the corner. Now, actually, you know what? I'm gonna throw this out there. This could have been spot of the night. It was fucking I, I popped hard at home for this and I said to my wife, You gotta watch this part. And they didn't replay it for a little bit. Um but then, so Raquel and Natalia are fighting. Liv then jumps off to a huge sunset bomb to Raquel. Carmella then rushes over and gets a two count again. Huge booking of Raquel. Massive spot, huge sunset uh, bomb. And she kicks out. I mean, they're booking her hard. She didn't win. I get it. But they're booking her hard. Um, Oscar chases Carmella. Uh, so, sorry, Oscar's out by this point. She's chasing Carmella around. Uh the fans are loving it. Oscar kicks Carmella, grinds her face into the steel. And it's at this point I've gotta say, Corey Graves, I've, i love this <laughs> I love the happy husband gimmick. Um he's do he's just cracking the shit. I'm all about it. So at this point, um uh, you know, it's all happening. Oscar Raquel face off with the fans chanting for Oscar, she's over, man, like, you know, Raquel's a a big baby face, um, Oscar's got this, I I don't think Oscar can ever be a fucking heel, because the fans just love her, The, the purists love her, uh, kids probably have no fucking idea what's going on, but that's fine, um, so they square off, which is really cool, um, And uh, I think Oscar gets like an an octopus stretch. Yeah, I'm going to say that. That was from memory. Uh, A really cool submission. Uh, She drops Raquel. Liv nails a missile drop kick to Oscar for two. It's all over the shop actually at this point. Um, But then Carmella intercepts Natalia. Sorry, no. Natalia hits a sharpshooter on Liv. That's right. Liv goes to the steal. Natalia pulls her back. Fans are popping hard for this. This is awesome. And then Oscar jumps in with another submission to Liv. And then she passes out. Now, this is when I turn to my wife and I say, but she, she, she's not getting choked. So why is she, is she passing out from pain? It Would that be... I, I don't know. Like, I don't want to get too realistic on this, but like... Uh, she wasn't being choked so i don't understand why she she passed out but she gets that creepy little fucking smile she does and out she goes i'm back i think i've i've got this again is this, this is getting tough so much fucking happens in these matches um so we're down to kamala, oscar and raquel now now i'm going to give you 3 seconds while i sip my beer and you you think about this who is realistically going to be to the last two here we go Not Raquel. Fuck's sakes. Raquel goes down. And next thing we know, Carmella and Oscar are the final two. Now, two of the bigger names in the match for sure. But it's fucking obvious at this point that Oscar's going to win. And that's the part that's really annoying to me because at least if Raquel was last with Oscar or Liv was last with Oscar we could go, fuck, I don't know. Maybe they're going to pull the trigger on somebody else at Mania. But nope, not not this time around. Hey, look, but sh- look shouts out to Carmel. It's good to have her back. And the reason she was out, obviously a sad one too. So it's good to have her back in the ring. Um, and she tells a wicked story. I actually just love the trash talk. You can hear her screaming it at, at, at the competitors in the ring. I'm all for it. She does a cracking job. But hey, at the end of the day, the winner oscar and something tells me not to not to consistently bring this up but hunter's in charge he's running the show and so why wouldn't he keep pushing oscar because he made her such a huge star in nxt so nice she stands tall cole's confirmed it oscar and Bayley at wrestlemania 39 um and then back from the break who was next up Fucking brock lesnar and bobby lashley Oh my fucking lord, guys! I I was kind of a little bit pumped for this match, only because I thought finally someone's going over. Uh, We're going to just put a a final nail in the coffin of this. Fuck! It's not even a storyline. They're not telling us a story at the moment. Like, uh, uh, you know, who who's stronger? I don't care. I I feel like this feud needs a title that goes back and forth because. you know, who's got the biggest cock? Ain't bothering me. I don't care. I really don't care. Um, and the only way they could have made me care was to have some sort of hurt business reunion. Even then, I don't give a fuck. Um, but still, nonetheless, any uh, well, you know what? Any chance to see Brock in the ring? I love. I just love how stiff he is. He makes it real. I'm still a kid when I see Brock. I'm still scared for the person in the ring with him. So they um. They go for a fair while here too for a for a Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lash- Lashley match and it's at um at Spear F five, Spear Suplex, 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 Spear, Suplex. Um ultimately ending with Bobby Lashley hitting Brock Lesnar with the he's got the the hurt lock locked in. Sweets, cool. Um And I don't know why you can't have have Brock Lesnar power out of this, because if there's anybody in the whole company able to fucking break out of the hurtlock, it's Brock, so, um, but no, he has to go for the low blow, he donkey kicks Lashley in the nuts, and uh, it's all over after the match, um, Lesnar goes fucking nuts, and he's been getting some backstage heat, apparently, not that I don't, you know, I don't fucking read, too many rumors or anything like that. I kind of just scroll through my Instagram feed and I see what I see. But um, uh, there's been heaps of reports. He got some heat the other week for for throwing some refs around, and uh, he didn't fucking he did not uh, disappoint uh, this time around because he <laughs> maybe maybe they're just ribbonous us because he puts a puts a fucking ref. Uh, no, he put Bobby through the fucking table first, and then he just f fives a ref onto the already flat table. So. Um. Nice, Bobby wins. Brock ends up on top. Mm, please don't be another fucking match at WrestleMania. I, unless there's something up for grabs, they, I, I just don't see what the story is. Can I don't know? Hit me in the comments. That would be a good one. What is the fucking story here? Why are we watching these two guys go at it? It's good once. It's good once. Um. Next up, Edge and Beth Phoenix, The Grit Couple. The Grit Couple, they get gritty. Ugh. Um, versus the Judgment Day Finn Rhea Ripley. Um, the first thing I notice here, and this is when I knew that the, the night was going to be good for Sammy, when the crowd is singing Edge out to the ring. Fuck yeah. I'm a massive Ultra Bridge fan, so anytime I hear that theme song, I'm stoked. But even more so is when I see or hear... Other people equally as excited, and that was fucking really cool. They popped hard for Edge. Um, So nice. And also, and so they uh, collectively, I think they do really well here in this match. I'm not massive for the mixed tag matches, especially. um, So, what you're booking Rhea Ripley in this match, Beth Phoenix in this match. I think they can, they can definitely go, and they do a nice little spot where they, uh, what are they 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 power bomb, the women power bomb the men, which is cool, uh, but I, I don't see why um, why we can't have we don't want to see women getting bashed we don't want old school days of Dudley Boys fucking ruining women through tables and things like that but um, I mean like. When when it's self defense and when the women are so fucking strong, um, you know I think you can tell a little bit of a story there, um, and and as we know it, it's wrestling. This isn't fighting. This is wrestling, um, and I mean yeah. Look, I do I do lean on the side of caution with these things because uh, we don't want uh, people watching the show, kids watching the show, and thinking that's how you can behave in real life. But nonetheless, um, they could have they could have taken it down that path uh and it's always the little little strangeness in um in the mixed tag matches because if uh, if a male's on top then why would like you can just tag yourself out and then that person has to leave the ring you know what i mean so tactically like why wouldn't you nonetheless um the fans were fucking all over Dominic. Fuck you, Dominic Chance going nuts. And this dude has the most heat in the company right now as far as from a fan perspective goes. Um, They, fuck, they hate him. God, they hate him. And it's a pisser because he plays it up so well. And then on, on commentary, you've got Corey Graves consistently mentioning about his time in jail, which I find hilarious. Um, it's entertaining. It's good that, uh, it's good that, Like, this kid comes in, um, you know, through his family into the WWE, but he's happy to have the piss taken out of him. Um, that's awesome. And the match has, well, the match has heaps of really cool spots. I mean, no one's rushing back to watch this match, I don't think, anytime soon, as far as a classic or anything goes, but some cool spots. We get Edge's offense that we've, uh, come to love. We get a cool brass knuckle spot, um... Finn Balor's got his move set. Rhea Ripley looks strong. Um, ultimately, we end with a really cool tribute to FTR um, and end with Edge and Beth with a win. I think we all knew that was going to happen. I mean, uh, especially with Beth being concertoed uh, at the last premium live event, pay-per-view, that, uh, that they were used at. So, cool. They get their little moment, whatever. Uh, The Grit couple stand strong. What do we think? Fucked if. Backstage, we go and we see the undisputed universal champion, Roman Reigns. And then we see a a C4 energy drink in his hand, and that's all we really see. And I've I've got to admit, I lost. uh, I I had to go back and take some notes because I didn't even notice anything about this segment i just noticed the fucking can of drink and the product placement and i hope they're getting heaps of cash for this because um then it makes sense uh, i hope they're not they're not um they're not utilizing the, like this energy drink or this sports drink uh as some sort of gimmick that the the athletes need it you know if that makes sense like um, or they've got their own private sponsors to be able to perform so well, you know. I hope that's just all for cash, because um, that would actually make sense. Nonetheless, we then go to the men's elimination chamber. Seth Rollins, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, Montez Ford, Damien Priest, and Austin Theory. I fucking tipped Austin Theory from the start. I assumed he was going to retain, because I'm looking at the others, Seth Rollins, I don't think, needs the title going into WrestleMania. He can build a match, and we'll go into that later on. Uh, Johnny Gargano has not been booked strongly on Raw at all yet. And, I mean, although after this, I'm thinking we're going to see it more often. Uh, Bronson Reed, he's an Aussie, so I love him. That's all I'll say, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Montez Ford, uh, I don't think they could have put the US title on him just yet because he, he hasn't had the split with Dawkins. And, I mean, I don't think they need the split, but that's the way WWE works. They, they, they'll just split them um, at some stage. Damian Priest, yeah, he probably could have won it, but uh, I'm not sure if you're going to have a heel, pinning a heel, uh, because you want, you want the heel getting some heat. Nonetheless... Um, we get similar things to to the females match. All men kind of enter the ring, enter the chamber. If they're looking around. They need to look at one another, taunt one another. I mean, I'd rather just have them. I'd rather just have them fucking not look at each other, one iota, or have their own little gimmick, their own setup, their warm up, whatever they got to do. That would be that would make more sense to me. But nonetheless. We get a really cool, um, we get a really cool start to this match. Though we get a mini match between Seth Rollins and Johnny Gargano, and if the stars align again for these two to work together, I fucking hope it does because they are so good. And they had a few moments throughout this match that it's really cool. There's one that sticks out where they're both kind of sitting up on the pod, and they just look buggered together. I think there's a little high five or a little wrist slap or something. I don't know, um. But nonetheless, to start the match they go back and forth for a little bit. They're 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 doing all sorts of moves. Um fast pace too, which is really cool. Um and then the timer counts down for Austin Theory to come in next. And I really thought he was going to be last. Again, massive heel move to be last and be able to um and you know, to be able to then just kinda of come in and, and, and steal the show at the end there, steal the the title. But it's quite cool because um, it gives a chance for Rollins and uh, Gargano to, to have some fun with him uh, collectively. They, they do a really good job as a little triple threat here. Um, they When Gargano and Rollins then take their turns with the punches, I think that was really fun because um, the, the fans are then singing Rollins' theme song, um, Theory's pleading with them. Um, you know, they make him look like such a bitch, and I think, I honestly honestly think Austin Theory is a really good actor, and I hate that I love him, I don't know why, I'm gonna be a fan, I can tell, I'm gonna end up a fan, um, but nonetheless, uh, so Theory tries to lock himself into a pod, um, and tries to stop Gargano from getting in, Seth goes in the other side. Star frightens him, Gargano then comes in, and it's three guys in a phone booth fucking teeing off on, on on each other. It was it was quite humorous. Really weird to say in an elimination chamber there was some humor, but nonetheless, the countdown timer comes back on, and Damien Priest is in, okay? So we got two heels, two good guys, whatever. Priest starts flying around, he's doing all his moves, um... Gives a big flatline at a Gargano for two. Rowlands blocks, his choke slam and kicks him. Um, just a Damien Priest. I mean, he put in a, a, a good performance here, but I think ultimately his spot in the match was really just to um, uh, was really just to get. To fill a spot, I think I, he he didn't really have any moments where I thought fuck he could he could go all the way here. So, yeah, weird booking for him, but nonetheless, he's there. His name's on a his name's on the on the poster. He's gonna get he's gonna get his cash. So happy for him. Uh, next, the timer goes off again. Who's it gonna be? Bronson Reed. Now, uh, I'm not a I'm not a huge NXT guy. Again, being in Australia. The times to watch WWE don't always align anyway, and when NXT was at its hottest, we could only get it on the um on the network over here. So, you know, again, I'm an old guy, um, that doesn't like change. So fucking you know kill me. So no, I don't know much about Reed. Uh, I I just think yeah you know, he can be very similar to Otis. I don't care how strong he is. He doesn't look great. Doesn't look healthy, so it fuck it fucks with me a little bit, um, you know. He, but he comes out strong, um, obviously really strong. Um, hits a double Samoan drop, which is really cool, um, and then we get a nice little moment with Priest and Reed. Um, they're unloading on each other. Um, Reed with a headbutt. He catches Priest and hits a huge German uh, suplex into a steel wall. Nice, good shit. Um, and so yeah you know, read kinda, and this is so typical in these matches once it was like this with the uh, fuck what was recently the war games. once you're out of the your little cage or it's your turn to run in, you get to come in strong. Um, you get your little spot and then ultimately the numbers game wins over which, in this match, makes no sense to me, like, if Bronson Reed's beating the fuck out of Damian Priest, if you're Seth Rollins, or you're Austin Theory, are you just gonna let him fucking go, just let him beat the fuck out of him, eliminate him, catch your breath, Uh, but nonetheless, whatever, Uh, I don't want to get too nerdy on that, but again, it makes no sense, makes no sense sometimes, but anyways, hey, the timer goes off, who's next, or last, yeah, fuck it, Montez Ford, and this is when things get fun. Um, a lot of rock uh, impersonating here by Montez Ford. Um, a lot of DX chops too. Uh, I'm not really sure what he's going for, but fuck it, he's having fun, and he's in, uh, he really does impress. He cracks me up. He's funny. He's entertaining. So do whatever the fuck you want, dude. Um, a really cool spot where he, he climbs the cage and then and then drops from the cage, which I think, I don't know if they captured it really well on TV, but live if you were there, I'm, I'm, I'm envisioning just watching someone drop from the ceiling. That would have looked cool as hell. Um, he gets a, a really cool, uh, this is awesome chant. Uh... After that, Priest is first up. Fordler jumps over the top rope, but Priest catches him, gives him a huge choke slam. Um, And then uh, we get super kicks, super kicks, super kicks. Uh, It's a night for it. You're going to see why later on. Um, But then we get this really fun moment. We get a super kick from Ford into Reed. Barely does anything, right? Mm. Then Gargano comes in. Seth Rollins comes in. They're all getting super kicks. Gargano with a final beat to Reed. Then Rollins hits him with a stump, uh with his stomp. And then Ford hits him with his um, huge. Fuck it's big. The frog splash he delivers. So three signature moves to get rid of Bronson Reed, booking him strong booking him real strong um and we also get a a, the na 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 chant uh goodbye supposedly yeah if you're if you're a bruce pritchard fan um you uh definitely you've 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 heard that vince loves that song so that's a crack up that um that makes me that makes me laugh when I hear that. So, only because I, I somewhere I know that Vince. Hopefully, I pray that somewhere he's just lighting up, going, "Ah, oh, that god, oh, they love it." Um, but nonetheless, uh, and I'm not good at impersonation, so I don't know why I did that. But anyways, um, <laughs> Priest then gets double teamed uh, by those same competitors again. The good guys, fucking stick together, dudes. Um, and that's when we get our our really cool spot on the top of the pod with uh, Gargano and Rollins. There's going to be memes. I hope wrestling fans go to fucking town on this. Um, you know, I hope wrestling fans really, really have fun with it, um, because that's that's awesome memes waiting to happen. They have their breather at the top, um, and so then from that we get this nuts nuts spot where there's people fighting down below. Seth Rollins picks up Johnny Gargano for a powerbomb on top of the pod, okay? Picture it, close your eyes if you haven't watched it. Ah, fuck it, you've watched it. And then when he goes to throw him, it gets, well, I'm going to say reverse into a hurricanrana. The issue is Gargano still takes a fucking huge bump. It is unbelievable. Huge holy shit chance. I popped. I couldn't believe what I was seeing at home really cool, um, they, they they tangle for a little bit afterwards, um, and then Johnny Gargano is then next eliminated after that cool spot, which is nuts, but um, Priest hits him with a Rage's edge in the ring, um, and then, so with the three opponents left, Priest, Rollins, and Austin, no, Ford's still in at this point. It has to be, yeah. So there's got to be there's got to be four, yeah. So after that we've got Priest, yeah, that's right. Priest, Rollins, Austin, Ford. You'll see why I'm confused because it's fucking so much happens in these matches. Um, Priest climbs to the top of a turnbuckle. Why the fuck would he do that? Anyways, makes no sense. Ford leaps for a big blockbuster to knock Priest off. Of Rollins' shoulders and gets the elimination. Nice, cool. So a little tag team work there, which is cool. We're down to Theory Rollins and Ford for now. Um, Ford is then trying to chime in with Seth Rollins to sing the song. I don't really get it, but whatever. Um, like I say, he was he was ultra hyped for this forty. Maybe he had a heap of cocaine. That, that might have been what he did. Because he was fucking amped up, DX chops all night. Um, so Ford and Rollins go for a little bit. Ultimately, what happens is uh, Theory chumps in, gives him the uh, the what do they call it? The A town down, A town down, whatever. Um, and that's when, yeah. So Montez Ford gets eliminated. They're doing the job, they're, 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 they've opened the cage, they've opened the chamber, they've got refs everywhere, and of course, um, that's when our dear friend, every wrestling fan's friend, Logan Paul enters and beats the fuck out of Seth, even gives him, so I think he hits a buckshot lariat, and then hits him with a, um, uh, a stomp, that's right, yeah, so... We are getting the uh, we're definitely getting the Seth Rollins and Logan Paul matchup. Nice, nice. I'm stoked with that. Look, if Logan Paul's already a talent, so fuck yeah. I'm I'm actually you know what he now that he's turned here, like he's definitely here because we didn't know what he was, and they've made their mind up with this. I'm stoked with it, and uh, he's a fucking good talent. God, he's good. So if anyone's going to be able to help take him to the next level, it's going to be Seth. And then, of course, Austin Theory pins Seth with the help. Austin Theory retains. What are we doing with that? What are we thinking? John Cena at Mania? Yes, no, maybe. I don't fucking know. No one really knows uh, outside of the company, but um, I'm sure they'll tell us. They'll tell the story. So, to finish off, Undisputed WWE Universal Title Match: Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns. And Roman's music hits first. Mm. instantly everyone, yes, he's got a cool entrance, but that's not what everyone's thinking when his music hits. Pardon me. So yeah, um, music hits, so instantly we know what's next. Fuck yeah, Sami Zayn's music's last. And the crowd are hot. This is some of the loudest shit I've heard in ages. The crowd's all about it. The entrance is good. You can tell Sammy is loving it. This is his moment. And it makes no sense to me that somebody can be so over and not go and have more shots like this in the future or something like that. But if this is Sammy's crowning moment, if this is the high point of his career, then brilliant. Because um, this storyline, and I wasn't a big Sammy guy until this storyline, so uh, this storyline deserves this moment. And um, the entrance is great. We get in the ring. The fuck you Roman chants are going nuts. The Sami Zayn chants are going nuts. We get, we've we got Sami's friends and family on the sides. We've got just everything's pointing to Sami Zayn. And it's at this point my stupid fucking head goes, maybe he can do it. Maybe he can do it. But he's not gonna fucking do it, and I, 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 my fantasy brain just keeps thinking, imagine if he did it. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. He was never gonna win. Um, but they sucked me in. They, I think they got us all. We all believed. We all hoped. <laughs> like, fuck it all. Um Nonetheless, um, it's a, it was a pretty stock standard Roman Reigns match for the most part. What I will say is Roman, part I loved the most, was like him justifying the ass-kicking to Sammy's wife. Like, it made it so real, but his acting was fan-fucking-tastic. You know, like, you... uh, I wanted to welcome you. I wanted... I didn't want this. You know? Fuck, it was good. Um, But then, you know, Sammy... Fights back hard a couple of times in this match, and he gets all of his moves in. I thought that, and the way they they would manufacture for him to to get a bit of a roll on, so it's like you know, Reigns goes to to spear him through the barricade, but he moves like so. You're still kind of booking Roman Strong, but but Sammy gets that chance to do the moves and make us believe and get us off, off the couch. The people in the arena were going off. And Roman has mastered the late kick out so fucking good in the last couple of years. A couple of times I thought maybe they had fucked up, and, but no, nah, he was just extremely late. Um, so we then move on Like later in the match. My favorite, you're going to learn this, keep listening to me because you are going to learn this, my favorite spot in any championship match when the ref is down. When the ref is fucking down and... <laughs> I can't even think of the ref's name, but he did a fucking cracking job because not only did he get squashed in the turnbuckle, he's copping elbows to the head and shit. Should be a disqualification. But nonetheless, um, I'm fucking, it was awesome. I'm all about it. More of it, please. And I, I, no, in this match, we got two. Two refs get knocked out. So then I think it wasn't... The last count, the original ref was the one that fucking called it in. But anyways, so, ref's down. Who should come out? Jimmy. Uso. Jimmy comes out. Fans are booing like fuck. He he splashes Zane. He basically positions Roman Reigns um, for the win. The backup ref comes out. Sammy kicks out at two. Yes. So... Uh Roman then manhandles Sammy around a little bit more. Um he Superman punches, he's unloading for some more. Um And then we get another one again The ref gets knocked out again So What happens? Heyman goes under the ring. He gets a steel chair. He hands it to Reigns. Reigns goes to beat the fuck out of Sammy with it. But who should come in this time around? Jay Uso. And the fans pop hard. Jay's acting. Royal Rumble was fantastic. Jay's acting here was fan fucking fantastic. Um, <laughs> we're never going to know. But Roman. Needs to learn to not turn his fucking back on people with chairs. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking here. We get a little glimpse. Is Jay turning on the bloodline? Dunno. And we're not going to find out because Sammy gets up. While Jay's about to hit Roman with a chair. And he kind of gets caught in the act. But at the same time, Sammy gets up. And he goes to spear Roman. Roman moves and he spears Jay. I fucking hope this is not... How this story ends? Because I was really hoping for Jay to and Sammy to go on this little run. They do the little fucking hand movement and thing. I know the I know the goal is for Kevin Owens and Sammy to tag again, but could you imagine Jay and Sammy cutting promos with their little? I'm not feeling Usy tonight, Usy. You know, and and the comedy would be brilliant. So that's what I'm hoping for the most. Um, nonetheless, Sammy accidentally spears Jay. He looks horrified. Roman hits him with a spear, the original ref slides into the ring and gives us the slowest fucking count of all time. Um, it, it was like every single time that that hand hit the fucking mat. Every single time it was like fucking dagger being driven into the heart. Nonetheless, Roman Reigns retained. His fans are booing him. Everyone's shitty. Um... And he's got to get more revenge. He, uh, you know, Jimmy comes back in. He's beaten the fuck out of Sami Zayn. Roman's watching. But then who should save him? Another hometown hero. Kevin Owens comes in. We knew he was coming. We're in Canada, guys. WWE does this. They say they don't, but they fucking do. Um, Owens tackles Reigns. He stuns everyone. Stuns. He's going nuts. The fans are going nuts. Wild, <laughs> and then I actually forgot about this. And then uh, I was just about to say, uh, you know," then Sami Zayn does his thing. But um, I forgot. How's about Paul Heyman? <laughs> Paul Heyman is literally hitting his back, and then when Kevin Owens turns around, he's like, "Oh no, no, no! <laughs> you gotta watch, mate." Paul Heyman could be in career best right now. He's in good form. Um, so, yeah, even, even the wise man gets a sweet stunner. Um, he takes it better than Vince. Um, and Kevin was gentle, but he took it way better than Vince does. Um, and then uh, we get a really cool moment to finish it. Um, Roman at one end of the ring. <clears throat> Fuck me, Dad. Roman at one end of the ring, Sammy at the other, Kevin in the middle, and Kevin rolls out of the way so that Sammy can deliver kick. Roman, and get his moment, get his moment uh, for the end of the show. So hey, I've, I've, it's taken me forty-five minutes to explain a, a five-match card, but it was a fucking good show. I think if you take out. Bobby Lashley and 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 Brock Lesnar there, I think you've got a hell of a show. Um, what, well, maybe even, um, yeah. You know, if you really wanted to nitpick, uh, you know, some people will say every single pay per view one title should change hands. I don't agree, but oh, fuck, I don't know. Yeah, I can't think of a title that should be changing hands. Yep. So no, I I wouldn't change a thing. Um, let's go back through the card, okay, um, women's chamber, it was fine, some really good spots against Liv, uh, Liv's, uh, Sunset Bomb, fantastic, uh, and we get Oscar going into ballet. we don't know who's going to win, fantastic, good match, um, we keep going down, we had the Brock Lesnar-Bobby match, any time I see Brock Lesnar, I'm happy he... (laughs) he, I'm still a kid that's scared of him. That's why. Um, Edge and Beth Phoenix versus the Judgment Day. Uh, I'm not a fan of these mixed tag matches, as I say. However, this is the best one I've seen. So uh, this is the measuring stick now, though. For future matches uh, in the mixed match, make sure they're as good as this, please. It was awesome. And then, um, obviously, we had the men's chamber. They did what they could. They pushed some stories along. They had some really good spots. Um, one thing I didn't really touch on. So where to from here for all these for all the for all the superstars in that match? So um, Seth Rollins obviously going to have a match with Logan Paul. I'm not big on rumors, but um, that's fucking obvious. Johnny Gargano now. This guy could be uh, a superstar. Obviously, like he could be a champion in the future. Yes, no, maybe, I don't know, but that it's good to see them book him strong. So I hope that he uh, he gets a little spot at, uh, at WrestleMania or even, you know, the week of, I don't know, anything. Bronson Reed, I'm not sure on. So um, every time you go back and look at uh, an Elimination Chamber, sometimes you think, how the fuck was he in? Who the fuck was that? What was he doing in there? I hope that's not Bronson Reed, but that could be the case. Montez Ford, uh, obviously he's got a singles run in the future. He is awesome. Uh, I really the street profits gimmick is fine, so I hope they don't just split it up for the sake of it, especially when tag team is on the revival at the moment. No pain intended. Damian Priest, as I said, he filled some space, and Austin Theory looks like John Cena, um, is going to be his opponent at WrestleMania, so that's pretty cool. And then finally, the the, the Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Usos, etc., etc. There is more layers to this than an onion. And uh, I'm not gonna speculate. I don't want to. I just, I just want them to tell me. I just want them to tell me. I want them to break my heart, and then hopefully, whatever happens at WrestleMania is fucking absolutely fantastic, and we can all celebrate. Do you agree? Disagree? I don't know. Let me know. Hit me up with a comment. I've nearly been gone for a fucking hour, so I don't know. I've just been waffling on about uh, a pay per view that I was really happy with. I was stoked. It was good fun. Um, let's see where what, a month and a half away from WrestleMania? You tell me. See you later.